I want to talk about skills versus results um, in this podcast because I think it's one of those things where, very similar to the previous episode, um, a lot of people, what they what they tend to do is they tend to fixate on a result rather than the skill associated to the result. And it really, I'm not going to say it's a mistake because there's no right or wrong in this. You know, I want everyone to do what makes them happy. Fundamentally, if, if that result is the only thing that makes them happy, then, then okay, by all means. But from what I've observed so far, I don't think it ever is just that result that people are seeking. For example, you know, a lot of people, everyone says that they want to be rich. I think everyone, it's, it's, it's an agreed thing that everyone would love to be rich, right? Um, and there's some people who kind of exaggerate this. And there's some people who, you know, being rich is, is everything for them. You know, if you ask them what their life purpose is, they'll say, I just want to be filthy rich, right? My purpose in this world is to be crazy rich and to, you know, own five mansions and, you know, have my own heliport and all of this kind of stuff, right? Um, and that's fine. And I, and I, do, I do believe there are some people out there that exist and have that, have that genuine belief. Um, and that, that's a genuine area of interest for them. Um, and, you know, of course, there's X, Y, and Z reasons as to why, why that is such a big thing for them. But I think for a lot of people, that's not actually the case. I don't think it's the money that they're after. Right, I always say this. I don't think it is the money that they want, right? It's the validation that they want, right? It's the respect. It's 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 showing everyone around them, not just their friends, but particularly their friends, yes, but also everyone around them. This is who I am. I live in a mansion. Respect me. Right? It's it's all about opinions of others, right? And it is it's a big egotistic thing. It is. It, is, it really is just I think a, a huge ego trip, right? We can, we all have this ego in us, right? We all want to be the best version of ourselves, And sometimes we tend to think that the way to validate that ego is through external beliefs, you know, through what other people think of us. You know, for example, if I walk into a room and 50 people think I'm amazing, I must be amazing. I must be amazing. If I walk into a room and not one person thinks I'm amazing, I probably am a loser and I probably suck at life and X, Y, and Z, right? And um, I think there's elements of truth to it, but a lot of it, I think, is uh, it's very, very subjective, right? It's very subjective stuff. What, what is amazing to one person might be absolute nonsense to another, right? And... This is where I want to go with this episode. I really want to talk about the importance of, of, of the skill rather than the result itself. Because I think this is far more important. I think this actually creates more fulfillment, more happiness. And my thing is, I only really care about purpose, right? When I think about, you know, why am I alive in this world? You know, why am I here? You know, whoever brought me onto this planet, why have they brought me here? What is my reason? And of course, you know, you get some strong atheists who are like, oh, you know, you're here for absolutely no damn reason. You're just like any other organism who's just going to just going to die and live a pointless life. And 
you know, there are very strong atheists like that, but I definitely don't believe that. I think everyone has a purpose, but I think your purpose doesn't necessarily come from your natural gifts and your natural talents, but it actually comes from your interests. Right, so it's a bit of a bit of a twist on it, but you know, everyone tends to think purpose comes from, you know, what you're born to be good at, right? If you're born to be amazing at football, then, you know, your, your purpose in this world is football. If you're born a great singer, then your purpose is to go be a singer, right? And I think that's, that's, that's a little bit too black and white because people forget that. There are people who are born with natural gifts and talents, but they actually don't have much of an interest in those natural gifts and talents, right? Very similar to the previous episode when I spoke about um, a person who, you know, has been training from a young age because their parents kind of forced them to train a particular skill um and you know by sort of early adulthood they're an absolute master at it because they started at a young age because their parents forced them to but it, it doesn't necessarily mean that they were genuinely interested in it it was more that their parents wanted them to do that and because they were young of course they listened to their parents um and then sometimes not all the time what you notice is these same people you know once they become adults they they even tend to resent that thing that they've been spending so much of their life training in because they were forced to do it and they've created like a, a disassociation with it. Um, or they tend to dislike it, right? So they just kind of get, it's kind of like a boring sort of thing, you know, they kind of get bored, right? Um, or they, they continue the pathway, right? Um, but... A lot of the time, it's, it's coming from the wrong place. It's not coming from a place of genuine interest in that particular field. Like I said, it's not all the time. Sometimes it's the case. But this is what I'm more concerned about, right? Is what are your genuine interests, right? What are you going to add to the world? Not what society, you know, kind of forced you to, to add to the world, right? Not, not because you felt forced by your parents to go study law at university or college, and now you feel inclined to be a lawyer. You think that's your purpose. And if you don't become a lawyer, then you are a failure on this planet. No, that's what society wants you to believe, right? But that's not true. If you're not genuinely interested in law, if that's not a genuine interest, if you can't actually see yourself being a lawyer and being happy, then fuck that. Then fuck that, you know? Fucking fuck that. Why would you do that to yourself? Why would you spend most of your life doing something that you don't like just because of society validation, just because of your parents' approval, just because of your friends who, you know, studied law with you or just your friends around you who are saying, look, mate, like, you are an amazing lawyer, you know, you got a fucking first class, go and be an amazing lawyer, the world needs you to be a lawyer. If you're not interested in it, then fuck that. Do you know what I mean? You're not going to give it your 200% even if you were to go and do it. Right. And unfortunately, this is the cycle that a lot of people end up in. Right. They end up in this vicious cycle of, and they, you know, they spend their whole life in it where it's literally they wake up every morning to a job that they can't stand, to a job that they hate. And they just every morning is a struggle. Right. In the morning when you're waking up at like six in the morning, seven in the morning, eight in the morning, whatever it is, it's a damn struggle because you're waking up to go and work for some employer that you don't even work for. And to do some job that you, you fucking hate. Like, and, and this is why people, like, fall into depths of depression. 
eventually when this, this lifestyle begins to take over. And, and with these sort of people as well, sometimes a lot of people, um, what I've noticed is, is you tend to cling on to the only good things that are happening in your life. So what it, this, this sort of stuff tends to be is, you know, things like pleasure, like games, Netflix, right? Your family, right? Those are like, when you ask someone, you know, what's, what's, going, what's going on in your life that's good, those are the things you mention. Oh, I've got an amazing family. Um, I've got loads of people around me that love me. Um, and I like to watch Netflix and... Yeah, I like music. I like listening to music. And yeah, that's... Uh, and those are the really good things going on in my life. And then in your mind, you're thinking... Okay. What about your career? I mean, that's like most of your life. You haven't even mentioned that. I mean, is that not something you're proud of? The thing that you spend like... You know, 80 to 90% of your time doing? You, what are, you, are you not proud of that? Right, um, and it's uh, it, it, it's it's a vicious cycle, right? People live in, and this is also why some people fall into a midlife crisis. Well, in a very common midlife crisis, because you know they realize this in their opinion too late. You know that when they're about sort of what forty or like late thirties to forties even 50s, right, they realise that they've been caught in this vicious cycle and now they want to do something about it. Now they actually want to do something that they're interested in, but in their mind, it's too late. And so they've quit the career that they spent so many years building up on, you know, <clears throat> maybe they're like the director of their company or, you know, they're, they're, they're some high up level, some high up rank in their career, right? They've got a lot of responsibility in whatever their particular field is earning whatever you know x salary which is probably going to be reasonably high compared to when they started um but then they realize that all of that just doesn't make them happy it you know it's all just forced they were only really in it for the money and because they felt that that was their purpose because they went to university to study and their parents have been telling them this since they were young age and and, and not just their parents, but everyone around them. Society just been telling them, this is, this is your purpose, this is what you need to do. And unfortunately, you know, you've got no time to, to pursue your interests. The things that you're actually interested in, you can't make money off. So just, so just ignore it, man. Just leave it alone. Keep it as a hobby. Keep it as a hobby, man. Ignore it. You know, you can't make money out of it. You're never going to make money out of that. Just ignore it. Just ignore it. Ignore it. Just keep it as a hobby. Keep it for fun. But look, you need to work hard. You need to put in the hours to get bread on the table. I think the thing that people really forget with this mentality is the amount of abundance we have in today's world. The amount of opportunities we have in today's world. It's, it's through the roof. It's through, I'll be honest with you, it took me a while to realise this. Right? I mean, of course, I've been told this from a young age. That we have a lot of opportunities available to us. And, and I, I completely agree. You know, I've seen this. I can... I can agree with that. We do have a lot of opportunities available to us. Um, but the thing that I can't get over is how some people fail to see this opportunity, right? I get that, you know, maybe 50, 60 years ago, the opportunity wasn't that great. And I get that. And that's why sometimes I understand, you know, like my parents and like my friend's parents and, you know, Anyone that came from that time, 
I can understand why they so strongly believe to keep your genuine interest as just a hobby and just please just 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 do whatever you can to get bread on the table no matter how hard it is because that's the kind of world that you know a lot of those people came from you know it was different they didn't have as much opportunity as as we do today right today's a very very different world we are a very lucky generation in that sense you know that's an uncontrollable variable what generation you're born into is completely uncontrollable and you know i know for a fact that my grandparents and my great-grandparents will be saying what so you can make money you can actually make a living off of what you're genuinely interested in yet you're still forcing yourself to go and do something that you can't stand the way that i did because i had to but you have the choice not to and you're still doing it my granddad will kill me he would literally kill me my great granddad my great granddad would kill my granddad for not killing me right <laughs> um We live in a world of absolute abundance today, right? Absolute abundance. But unfortunately, we've been brought up in a society where results comes at the forefront of everything, right? All anyone cares about is results. It's like, how much money have you got in your bank account? How many friends do you have? Are you a loner? Are you a cool person? Let me judge whether you're a cool person. How many friends do you have? Do you have more than 20 friends who actually all call and check in on you and text you and make sure you're all right? If you do, then you're cool. If you don't, and if you have less than 20, if you have 19 or less, you're not cool and I am not going to be your friend. We live in that kind of world. We live in that kind of world. It is so results driven. It's unbelievable. But the only reason why this works, because this is not actually, you know, this doesn't make any sense. But the reason why this works is because everyone is doing it. I say everyone. A lot of people are doing it, right? This is how a lot of people live their life. And, and so what's happened is it's kind of like the blind leading the blind. Because a lot of people are doing it, a lot of other people are doing it, right? <clears throat> so it's created absolute anarchy, I think. In my opinion, I think that's anarchy. I think that's absolute anarchy. That we live in such a results-driven world where all anyone cares about is, is just that result on the end of it. Like, what the hell? No one cares about the effort you put into producing results. No one cares about the journey there. No one cares about your interest in that journey. No one cares about any of that stuff. All anyone really cares about is just that thing on the end, the result. The money in your bank account. The people around you. The house you live in, the car you own, the watch you're wearing, the suit you're wearing, the shoes you're wearing, your hairstyle. People use these external factors to judge you as a character, as to who you are. I'm a big fan of, um, of Black Mirror, right? Um, even my favourite series of all time, or it's definitely up there, right? I love like psychological thrillers like that. Um, and... There was an episode, I forgot what it was called. Uh, what was it called? It was called, I think it was called Nosedive. I, f I think it was called Nosedive. Well, if I remember that, that was good. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, Nosedive. And that episode is all about an app that, um, that actually exists to this day. Um, I believe 
China have actually incorporated this, uh, incorporated this, incorporated this into their society um, in some way. But it's literally like, it's an app that's downloaded onto everyone's phone by default. I'm talking about the episode of Black Mirror. And um, essentially what they do is they, uh, they rate each other, right? So you have a number, you have a rating, right? An overall score. I think the max you can get is, is five, right? So I think your score is always out of five. So, of course, if you're like, you know, four out of five or above, right? If you're four or above, you're like above average, right? You're above average, borderline famous, Instagram celebrity kind of thing, right? And if you're below a certain number, I think it's below three, three or two. I think three, you're like average, but I think if you're two and under, you're kind of just a letdown on society, um... No one will talk to you, right? No one will go near you. Like, you'll struggle to get a house because no landlord's ever going to want to rent to you. No landlord's ever going to want to let you live in their, in their land, in their, in their apartment, in their house, wherever it is. You'll, you'll heavily struggle to get a job because no employer's going to want to employ you because your score's so low, right? Because your score's so low. And that score is... made up of... Um, a variety of different things. So in the episode, um, from what I can remember, that score was made up of like little gestures, how you behave each other. So everyone rates you. As you're walking on the streets, everyone's constantly giving you a rating, right? So how you're looking at them, how you're talking to them, they, they rate the way you dress, right? You know, are you are you dressed really nice? Um, how you looking and all of this kind of stuff, right? It, a lot of it is external. A lot of it is external. No one actually gets to know you and get you know, talks to you and finds out who you are as a person and then rates you, you know it's the other way around they rate you upon first appearance right so it's all just kind of first appearance ratings and um the the main character the protagonist um <clears throat> you know she she starts off in the episode you know really high i think from what i remember she's like in in the high threes right so she's kind of close to four um <clears throat> and i think that was what it was um, and then, like, one of her old mates from secondary school or college or something um, is about to get married. And, you know, she's about to marry, like, some rich, like, multi-millionaire. And because of that, you know, her rating's gone massively up. And she's, like, in the four somewhere. So, you know, she's at like, that above-average Instagram-level kind of girl. Um, and because... Apologies. Uh, we had a little bit of a technical error there. But um, as I was saying... Not only was she invited to that wedding, but she was also um, invited to be the maid of honor for that for that uh, for her old mate. Um, so because of that, her rating also slowly started to go up. As, as soon as it was announced that she was going to be maid of honor for you know someone who was in the fours, everyone started rating her. Everyone's like, "Oh my god, this is amazing!" Rate, 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 right. And the issue with this is because of all these rates that she was getting, all these ratings that she was getting, right? You know, this was all going to her head and she lived in a very insecure world, right? And at the start of this, you don't see that insecurity, right? You just see the glamour, right? You just see the glamour, you know, she's dressed up, you know, stunningly, 
you know, makeup fully done, you know, making sure she's wearing expensive dresses and she's just walking around with a smug look on her face with her phone in her hand and just looking at people saying, where's your rating? And everyone's just rating her. Everyone's just rating her, giving her good ratings. You know, she's forcefully smiling at them. So they give her um, a false rating. She's forcefully making them happy. She doesn't actually want to. She's doing it for herself. So her score goes up. You know, she's doing all these things. Oh, something else I forgot to mention about that um, episode as well was... Um, in order to be maid of honor, her score had to be a certain level, right? So that's also why her score was going on. That's also why she was trying so hard to get her score up. Because in order for her to be maid of honor at that wedding, her score was too low at the moment. So like I said, I think she was in the high three somewhere. Um, but she needed to be like somewhere in the fours, right? I think it was 4.2, but I'm not too sure. But I think she needed to be in the fours somewhere in order for her to actually be able to like attend that wedding and be the fiance, right? So that's why she was trying so hard to get her score up, you know, just forcefully smiling at people so that they give her a good rating, just forcefully doing things just for the result, right? And this is what I really want to address because this is the way that a lot of people in today's world live. They forcefully do things just for the result, just for the result, right? They force themselves to do stuff just for the result. But in, as a matter of fact, they, they don't have much interest in, in what they're actually doing. They don't have much interest in what they're actually doing. They don't have much passion there. There's not much interest in the actual field that they're working in. As a matter of fact, like I said to you um, earlier on, like people, people tend to do things that they don't like, right? That they actually dislike, that they actually resent and almost hate just for the result. Can you believe it? We live in that kind of world now. Like, can, can you believe that that's the kind of world that we live in? Right? It's, it's, I think it's ridiculous. <laughs> I think it's genuinely ridiculous. Right? <clears throat> um, and in later episodes, I'm of course, you know, particularly when we get to like more micro level stuff, I'm of course going to talk about um, why that happens and, you know, why people feel forced to do that stuff but on a macro level fundamentally it's just because of insecurity and it's because everyone is worried about other people's opinions fundamentally that is it that is it at its fundamental core right that is it that is it we have confidence on one end which gets you very far in life you've been told this from a young age because it's true right you've been told this from probably everyone you've ever met in your entire life because it's true Confidence will always help you win. Confidence is the way forward. But then you've got its polar opposite. You've got its, it's, it's evil twin, if you like. It's, it's, it's well, evil twin, polar opposite. That's just, I just contradicted myself there. But it's more like a polar opposite, <laughs> not like an evil twin. But um, the reason why I say evil twin is pure, primarily because it's, it's a trait the same way confidence is. But they're actually polar opposite effects. Because insecurity is the other side of the coin. Insecurity is what's going to pull you down. It's what pulls us down. Confidence is the way forward. Insecurity is the way back. Right? Insecurity will pull you down. Confidence will pull you up. Insecurity will pull you down. It will pull you down and it will keep pulling you down. I'm from London and I can tell you now, this is a very insecure city. Very insecure city. 
people forcing themselves to do things to pay their rent, which is ridiculously expensive in our market. But they're forcing themselves to do things that they hate. They're forcing themselves to pay rent for an expensive penthouse apartment that they can't really afford. I mean, they can just about do it once they force themselves to put in 14 hours of work for some job that they can't fucking stand. But then take it down a deeper level. Right, of course, like I said, we'll go more into this in later episodes, but take it down to a deeper level. Why do they need to have that penthouse? Why can't they just live in like a normal, just normal apartment, like, you know, at a standard price? Why, why, why penthouse? A lot of the time it's because of validation. Like I said, it's that validation. They want everyone to see that this is their apartment. They want to invite loads of people to their penthouse. They want that validation. They want, they, they live off, they feed off those opinions from other people. They actually feed off it, right? Going back to the episode of Black Mirror. So that's what the beginning of the episode shows. It just shows all that glamour, right? That glamorous life. She's about to go be a maid of honour for um, a woman who's about to marry some multimillionaire. So a very successful family. Um, and then she goes and she forcefully tries to get the points up. What happens? Well, anyone who's seen the episode knows. It turns up stuff. Now, I, I don't want to. I don't want to give away too many spoilers. If I'm honest, um, just for anyone that hasn't watched it, I've given you a brief kind of opening to the to the episode. I don't want to spoil anything, but I recommend to go watch it because what happens in the episode after that? I've just set the scene for you all. But what happens after that is very very interesting and is is very much in line and parallel to the way people are living their everyday life today. It's all about the result. All anyone cares about is that score. All anyone cares about is how many followers they have on Instagram, how many followers they have on, on Twitter, how many friends they have on Facebook. Like, no one actually cares about what they're doing. They'll do anything to get followers. There's people who buy followers. There's people who actually buy followers. They actually pay money to get followers, right? Just so that, just so that number goes up. They, they give money. They give money. Their hard-earned money. Probably coming from some fucking job that they hated, right? And... Um, they're given that money just so that number at the top, just so that following number is higher. Just so that people can look at their profile and think, wow, this person's cool. It is ridiculous that that's all anyone cares about is results and external affairs. Now, the reason why I find that problem, like, if that was normality, right, if that was, when I say normality, if that was like biologically normal, if this is, if this is the way humans have always been since, since day one, if this, is the way, if this is the way the world was designed, like it was designed to be this way, it'd probably make more sense. Like I wouldn't be here talking about this right now. I wouldn't be complaining about this right now because it'd be normal. It'd be, it'd be, it'd be something that makes sense. It's meant to happen, you know. It, doesn't, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't cause me the distress that it's causing me right now. I'd probably feel nothing of it it probably wouldn't penetrate me whatsoever. It probably wouldn't have any effect on me. But the reason why it is, is precisely, and the reason why it causes distress to all those other people, is precisely because it's not meant to, it's not meant to happen. Right? This is, this is a man-made thing. We, we, it's, it's man-made. Like, we made it this way. We made it this way. It's been socially conditioned. That's what socially conditioning is. Right? 
social conditioning is our way of controlling society. It's our way of controlling the world. It's our way of doing it. It's our way of doing it. So where do skills come into this? So, skills. It's very interesting because, as I was saying in um, the previous episode, a lot of people, um, because of, you know, their parents forced them to do stuff and also because um, of, of the results, people force themselves to learn skills. Skills that they don't necessarily actually have a genuine passion in learning, but more because they just want the result on the end of it. More because they just want the result that the skill will allow them to achieve, right? And I briefly touched upon this in my previous episode. Um, and a lot of these people that do this, they hit this sort of glass ceiling effect because they get the result, but then they realise that it wasn't all that. And then two things happen. They either want more or they become depressed and they're like, wow, I cannot believe all of this. And it wasn't even worth it. The result wasn't even worth it. And you see, this is, this is the problem. This is what happens, right? People, they get so results fixated. And then the ones who do manage to actually obtain the result, they realise that the result wasn't actually that big to begin with, right? They, they, they suddenly start to question, like, why was I, why was I, why was I thinking this result was going to, like, change my life? Why did I think this, this result was going to be the best thing that's ever going to happen to me ever? Like, why did I think that? It's just... How many times has it happened in your life? How many times have you glorified something like a particular achievement or something like that? Like, and you know, you've set yourself a goal and you've glorified and you can't, you can't wait to achieve it. And you, you know, you've put in X, Y, and Z amount of hours and then you achieve it and you're like, it's not even that good on the other end. Like, it's good, of course, you feel good because you did it. But like the actual result itself, it really wasn't the, what you thought. You know, you put it on a pedestal. Right? And this is the problem. Everyone puts these results on pedestals. And then they get there and they realise it's not good. So, like I said, two things happen. Either you become really depressed and you think, wow, I cannot believe I wasted all my life doing this. Like, what do I do with my life now? Or you want more. Or you're like, wow, um, I'm here now. It's not that great. Maybe it's because I actually need more. Maybe I need to go further. Maybe I'm just not far enough here. Maybe the goal I set myself was too low. Let me go higher. And then, like I said, it's a vicious cycle. It will just keep going. They'll get higher. They'll set a new goal. They'll achieve that next goal. Then they'll set another one. They'll achieve that. And it's a vicious cycle. They'll keep realising that the result isn't that great. And the reason why is because it's not the results that make us happy in this world. It's not the results that give us that fulfilment. It's that purpose. It's that sense of purpose. It's that sense of we've completed our mission. Right? So like I said, I genuinely believe that everyone has a purpose in this world and that purpose is derived from our interests, right? We all have unique interests. That's something that I've, I've found very interesting. And I, and I know, you know, there's X, Y, Z reasons for that as well. Um, and, you know, a lot of it can do with upbringing and, you know, what your parents are interested in as well and your friends around you and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I find that really interesting. I find that, you know, everyone has their own interests, right? You know, your, your best friend, so my best friend, for example could have completely different interests to me, right? And to be honest with you, yeah, a, lot of, a lot of my good friends around me, like, they all do have a lot of different interests. We, who share interests as well, but they do have a lot of different interests. Right? And I find, that, I find that very fascinating, right? I've always found that fascinating since I was young. Um, 
it's really fascinating. You know, I see people, you know, like, you know, like, like Formula One drivers, like, um, you know, Lewis Hamilton and, and how amazing he is in that car, right? How amazing he is at driving. You know, how skilled he is. And all of that comes from his huge interest and his huge passion to that field, to that art, to that craft. But if I'm honest with you, I don't have much of a passion in, in that kind of thing. I, I, don't really, I don't really watch, you know, Formula One. I don't, really, I'm, I don't really have much of an interest in cars. It's not really something that interests me. I don't, I don't particularly dislike it, but I'm not really interested in it. Like, if you were to put it on TV, I wouldn't, I wouldn't engage with it. Um, you know, for me, it's more like background TV, right? But then for someone like Lewis Hamilton, that, that's his life. You know, he, he literally feeds off that. That's, that's literally why he wakes up every morning, right? The same way that what really feeds me is music, right? What really feeds me is seeing people come together. Different interests, right? Different interests. And this just goes across the board. And so I think my belief and my opinion is that Our purposes, all of our purposes, come from our interests. Not necessarily what we're naturally gifted at. Although, that could be the thing you're interested in as well. Which is just a win-win, if I'm honest. But, my my sole belief is that our purpose comes from interests. So, this is why the guys who forcefully learn skills just to get a result, they never feel that sense of purpose or that sense of, that, that happiness, right? Like I said, they either end up becoming depressed or they end up wanting more. And it just never, never ends. They never find that peace. They never find that, that fulfillment. Right? That, there's always an empty hole to be filled. Right? And every time they fill another hole, an, another one opens up. Right? They, they can't seem to do it. And it's, it's, it's horrible to watch. It's, it's horrible to watch. And because... The thing you need to do is you need to fulfill that hole, and that hole is your purpose, right? <clears throat> that hole is what you should be doing. It's where your interests come from. It's the thing that actually gets you up in the morning. The thing that you can't stop thinking about. The thing that you obsess over. That I believe is your purpose, and those are the skills that I think people need to be learning, <clears throat> right? Those are the skills. I think people need to be learning. The skills that you want to learn, the ones you're genuinely interested in. Right? And and you know, just like I mentioned in my in my last episode, it all just comes from that passion. Right? It all just comes from that passion. So I think, you know, I really want everyone to to do what makes them happy in this world, man. I want everyone to experience that fulfillment. Right? Stop worrying about the results. Stop worrying about how many followers you have on Instagram. Stop worrying about your friends on Facebook. Stop worrying about your Snapchat. Stop worrying about numbers. Stop worrying about figures. Stop worrying about figures and numbers. Just stop. Your, your, your judgment of who you are is coming from those numbers. Right? Just stop. It's got nothing to do with those numbers, right? It's got nothing to do with those numbers. Those numbers never used to exist. Well, the ones on social media, at least, right? But before that, used to be money. But, and it still is money. But, you know, those numbers never used to exist way, way, way back in the day. 
It used to be other things like resources. Other resources, should we say? What matters, and that was a yeah, and that was a much harsher world of less opportunity for sure. Um, but what matters is that you go out and you complete your purpose, you complete your mission, and you do what makes you happy. And here's the wacky thing, man. Here's the really, really wacky thing, right? That I've noticed, and it's so understandable. The happiest people in the world are the ones that have all of that wealth. They have all the followers. They have all the money, and they fulfill their purpose. And what you realise about these sort of people, right, is it's precisely because they fulfilled their purpose that they have all of that money and all of those followers. Do you see? Do you, do you see? It's because they fulfilled their purpose that they have all of those followers and all of that money. And not all of the time, but what I've seen a lot of the times, these are the most successful people in this world, Right? These people end up becoming more successful than the guys who just primarily focus on the result and force themselves to learn a skill that they didn't want to learn just for the result in the end. The guys who do it out of passion and because they're genuinely interested in that field, they put in more passion into it. They're much more happy people. They're much more passionate when they speak about that particular field. And because of that, it generates, you know, better business, a better image, all of this kind of stuff. But it all starts from inside. It's all about inside. It's not about the external factor. You know, just like in the episode of Black Mirror, you can force a smile on to everyone. You can be on TV and force a smile and everyone will think you're smiling. But then the people that actually get to know you realise you're not actually that person. It's all forced. And that makes you, in turn, feel like rubbish. Right? This needs to end. I want everyone listening to just go out and do what makes you happy. What you really should be leaning more towards is doing what makes you happy full time, all the time. I get that it's not easy. I get that you've got bills and all of this kind of stuff to pay. And where you can, minimise those costs. Where you can, minimise it. It's not always possible. You might have a family, you might have kids, whatever it is. And so, of course, it's not always possible. So... Just find a way to incorporate it slowly, slowly, right? Slowly. It's a slow process. There's no rush. There's no rush. And eventually, eventually in time, you know, it's not going to be an overnight thing, but in time, because you're putting more and more time and effort into what you're actually interested in, in time, you'll be able to take over. In time, you'll be able to quit your job that you can't stand because, you know, you're now at a good place. You can now actually do this thing full time and actually, you know, make a living off it in time, in time. All of this stuff will happen in time, in time, right? In time, that will happen. But do that because it's so important that you experience that fulfillment. I just, I don't want to see people who have all the results but are so unhappy because I do understand it, but it just, it, it almost looks tragic. You know, they work so hard to achieve something and yet you're not happy. Like, come on. <laughs>